Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Liam Martin, who is the co-founder and CMO of Running Remote. You can learn more about him and his company at runningremote.com, which is all about the, which is the world's largest remote conference. And also he has a time tracking tool for teams. You can check that out at his website, timedoctor.com. Liam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I thought I'd ask, uh, since it's a new year, do you feel any different from 2020? Man, I thought 2020 was going well. You know, the first week, nothing mm -hmm. was on fire. No one was, <laughs> you know, there were no revolutions happening. There were no coup d'etats. And then all of a sudden, um, I now feel like 2020 is exactly like 2021. Or yeah. sorry, 2021 is exactly like 2020. So we'll see what happens. I'm... Uh, I'm currently in Montreal, Canada, so we're on curfew and lockdown at the same time, and wow. that's been a bit of a challenge. But outside of that, you know, I'm alive. Mm -hmm. uh, I have food in my fridge and a roof over my head, so I can't complain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I definitely uh, hear what you're saying. I mean, I feel so sort of fortunate. I'm currently in uh, Virginia Beach here in the States and uh, our area uh, still uh, sort of lets you go to like coffee shops and stuff and restaurants. Not not all of them. A lot of them are closed, but the ones that you can go into, they're very strict about keeping um, a mask on. And so the little moments where I feel stir cra crazy, where I tell my uh, husband that I want to go to um, a coffee shop, it's like, at least I still sort of have that luxury. But you know, I know that, um, you know, at the, I think at the time this recording is released, it'll be about a year since the pandemic started. And uh, I think we all have to kind of accept that fact and like see how, you know, kind of adapt to this like odd new normal of like being at home. But Liam, fortunately for you, uh, you have your company running remote um, and it's, it's the world's largest remote conference that helps companies transition to remote work. So despite, um, I think, you know, just that, just feeling locked up right now, it, it, to me, I imagine that uh, you're doing pretty well. So, you know, for people that are hearing about running remote for the first time, give us a, a little overview of what's it about and um, maybe kind of how it's capitalized <laughs> from this sure. whole shift with the pandemic. Well, so we've been running the conference for the past three and a half years and mm -hmm. the conference was actually going to enter its full year of true profitability. Mm -hmm. And our event was going to actually happen in April of mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows what happened around March. <laughs> so when you run a physical conference, um, we were going to have it in Austin, Texas. Mm. All of that got shut down. Uh, our room blocks were very difficult to be able to get back. We had, you know, we put down a six figure check for our venue, oh, all of these costs that just, you can't really recruit because unfortunately those businesses go out of business. So right, it's right. just one of those like dominoes falling on top of each other. And a lot of those businesses are quite razor blade. So mm -hmm. a lot of the, you know, venues, as an example, they're taking your money, but they're actually, they need that money to work on the contract that they're currently working on. So mm -hmm. it's really difficult to be able to get all that money back. Uh, long story short, we actually ended up going virtual over the mm -hmm. last year. And that's been a very interesting exercise once the conference once the pandemic 
was really recognized as what it was and everything was shut down. We said to ourselves, well, what's the best thing that we can do right now? And we said, that's provide people information. Mm. So we just started producing as much content as humanly possible. And we made our conference free. There is a paid tier, but Mm. you could just get access to the information for free. And we put it up on our website and on our YouTube channel for free. And um, that's been quite exciting. So basically the long-term kind of monetization is, can we actually retain those customers at a later date? Meaning, can we monetize those customers at a a later date? So give them a really great experience now, don't necessarily charge them, uh, give them the information that they need. And then when we run another physical version of running remote, hopefully they're impressed enough to actually buy a ticket. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting how uh, a lot of businesses, uh, you know, had to pivot, <laughs> you know, in 2020. Absolutely. And it sounds to me that uh, for you guys, you're just like so excited to have this conference. And then obviously everything happened and you're just like, oh my gosh, what's the future of our conference? But I love how you had that mentality of like, let's just provide a lot of information. Like, let's just help, you know, the world right now by providing a ton of information that's helpful and relevant today. Um, and I think that's really incredible that you guys kind of made that pivot. And like you said, hopefully um, it'll work in your favor when we get to some kind of, I don't know what the new, new normal would look like, but if we do go back into in-person that, you know, um, you'll be favored more. My old supervisor in grad school, he was a UN um diaspora expert. So Mm -hmm. he was focused on just large people moving all over planet earth, definitely, and connected to natural disasters. And he gave me a piece of advice, which I thought was absolutely critical for uh, March and April, which was whenever there's a natural disaster, or some type of serious problem happening, Mm -hmm. the only people that survive are the people that move, the people that Mm -hmm. stay put and keep doing what they think is going to work. That, have, yeah. that has always worked before, those are usually the people that don't make it. It's the mm-hmm. people that move that succeed. And March and April was the absolute definition of that. You've seen now companies that have completely pivoted to a remote work model. I mean, quite literally, mm-hmm. we experienced the largest movement of labor in the history of mankind mm-hmm. in March and April. We were at 4.5% of the US workforce working remotely pre-pandemic it's now 45%. We've had a 10x increase. The implications are absolutely mind-blowing. Are we going to, are these people going to go back to the office? Are they not going to go back to the office? Right. Probably the majority of them will not. Mm -hmm. How does that impact the, you know, the business world, company leases, uh, office leases, where are they going to go? All of these open questions that we need to really kind of recognize. Mm -hmm. And even now, if you're still not thinking to yourself, oh yeah, 2021 is going to be like 2019. I mean, you're wrong. You need to adapt to these types of situations. You need to move and pivot as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it sounds like, again, you know, what your company running remote has been able to accomplish. Uh, Give us a snapshot of what it looks like today. You know, if someone is interested in learning about your conference, like what would that look like? So for right now, it's online. Uh, mm-hmm. And if anyone is interested, you can just go to youtube.com slash running remote and all of our talks are up there for free. So you can just mm-hmm. consume all of the content that you want. Um, but you know, you, you log it, you log in, basically, you, um, you sign for a ticket, you log in. It's a whole bunch of live content. We have people like Mika, the CEO of Fiverr, we have the mm-hmm. CEOs of Buffer, Zapier, 
um, Odesk, uh, all of these different companies, Shopify, all of these remote first leaders mm. that have either either always been remote or have recently pivoted to a remote work style. Mm -hmm. And we're just really trying to study how is this process working? Mm -hmm. What do they all have in common? What do they not have in common? Um, what are the core methodologies that you need to pull out in order for your remote organization to succeed? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a lot more complicated than you'd think. You'd think that, oh, well, you just have everybody go remote. Well, we've all recognized over the last year that it's not just have people not in an office. There's actually a very clear system to setting up a remote team. And that's effectively what we study at Running Remote. Yeah. Wow. That's really incredible. It, you did mention uh, earlier that your company is fairly young. It's about like three years old, right? Um, so tell me a little backstory. What led you to starting Running Remote? So our tech company, Time Doctor, which is a time mm. tracking tool for remote teams. Uh, we've been running that for the past 10 years. Mm. And I remember about three years back, three and a half years back, we were at one of our team retreats. So remote first teams have global team retreats. So mm. we fly everyone into one location for a week. And it's kind of like a mini conference about the company. Mm -hmm. And we were in Boracay, which is the party island in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And we were about 100 people at that point. And we said to ourselves, well, how are we going to get to 200 people? We started to really kind of Google that and try to find some information on how to scale um, from 100 to 200 remote workers. There mm -hmm. was nothing about it. There was a whole bunch of information on how to hire a virtual assistant mm. or, you know, how to be a digital nomad. But there wasn't much about actually building and scaling a remote team. So mm. it was kind of a ready, fire, aim situation, I said, there must be more people like that in the world that are just like me. Mm -hmm. We basically bought a, a venue in Bali. Uh, that was that was 100 grand that we put down for that <laughs> venue without actually having a single ticket sold. Wow. And we said, okay, I'm just going to see if we can make it happen. And I said to myself, even if it's a complete failure and we get all of these people to come, these speakers mm -hmm. to come, but we don't have any attendees, if our team could learn how to retain at least 10% of our employees, we would easily make those costs back. Thankfully, we did. The, the event was very successful. We had a couple hundred people that attended. Wow. And um, you know, now we're kind of flash forwarding to today where remote work isn't just a nice to have. It is the absolute critical component to running your business probably in 2022. So right, right. now things have completely changed for us as a conference. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is, uh, that's crazy. Well, uh, yeah, really cool. And I think um, even for me, I have been uh, self-employed and working from home for uh, the last decade. And um, I remember my mom, I used to, I was living with my mom at the time when I started working from home. She was all like, so when are you going to get a permanent job? And, and really what I'm trying to say is that, you know, back then, I, I mean, even in the recent years before COVID happened, it seemed like it was so taboo. <laughs> you know, to right. work from home. And now it's like, the it's a staple, like you have to work from home. And, uh, you know, I just like what you said, made me think about like, well, what happens to these uh, big corporations that had big, you know, these big leases for these big buildings to, you know, have their uh, teams at employees at it's like, I wonder how that's going to shift um, today. And uh, anyway, I guess we're going to see, <laughs> we're just going to find out in 2021, as things start to, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I do have an educated guess on that. I think mm -hmm. that it's, this is probably going to dictate, this is going to be a larger impact than the pandemic. Mm. How many people are actually going to go back to the office? Because when you look at real estate, a 35% of it is just office leases. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. when you look at the reality of effectively right now, half of those offices are empty mm-hmm. right now in the United States. Right. So does do 50% of those people go back? Is mm-hmm. it 90%? Is it 10%? Um, mm-hmm. Best cases that we have right now is we're currently at 45% of the US workforce working remotely. Best estimates are between 30 and 35% will be working remotely after the pandemic. So we're only going to see about a 25% reduction in those numbers. So that still leaves a third of all office space empty for wow. 2020 to 2023. And no one really knows what to do with that space at this point. Um, right. It's actually a big hole. And I don't understand why it isn't getting more exposure than it should get because it is an economic time bomb waiting to go off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure they have their reasons. <laughs> There's more than we uh, are allowed to know. I imagine that's my sure. at least. But I appreciate you sharing your educational uh, guess on that, Liam. I want to go ahead and shift here uh, and talk a little bit more about you as an entrepreneur. But before I do, anything else um, I should know or anything else you want to share with our listeners about running remote um, or Time Doctor? Boy, um, I think the best thing to do is just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash running remote, because all the talks are there and they're open source. So mm-hmm. if you really want to know who we're about, go to the YouTube channel. Awesome. Love it. All right. So Liam, you have been, uh, you kind of identify yourself as a digital nomad and you have been kind of living this life for the last uh, 15 years now. And I mean, obviously right now we're kind of cooped up and you're stuck there, <laughs> you know, in mm-hmm. Canada, like at the moment. Um, but I think that's pretty astounding, you know, to have been able to uh, sustain that lifestyle for 15 years. Um, I mean, obviously like uh, right now, people are working from home. I don't think we necessarily have the luxury to be a digital nomad, but, you know, up prior to this point, um, how are we able to sustain that lifestyle? Yeah. So first off, don't be a digital nomad in 2021 until you get the vaccine. <laughs> don't do not do that. Um, Cause that is, that doesn't help anybody. But for me, at least location independence is really one of the huge advantages of remote work. So most remote workers are not digital nomads. And for those listeners that are not they don't really know what the definition of that is. It's someone who basically works from their laptop and is location independent. So mm-hmm. I travel about six months out of every year mm. um, to different locations. And what I'll usually do, the methodology that I use is as opposed to, I slow move as opposed to fast move. So there are mm-hmm. fast nomads and slow nomads. I'm the slow category, meaning I choose one or two locations per year that I spend at least three months at. Mm. So the, before the pandemic, I think the last place that I went to was Playa del Carmen in Mexico, really beautiful town, about 250,000 people, tons of co-working spaces, really good Mm. internet. You need to check your infrastructure, make sure that everything is solid before you actually move to that particular location. Mm -hmm. And then um, first week you just find yourself a really nice hotel. So I usually find myself on this hotel for the first week, set up a home base, kind of just figure out what I want to take a look at in terms of long-term rentals. And then I'll make a three-month commitment to a long-term rental that has good internet, relatively good infrastructure, is in a safe area. And um, Playa del Carmen, for me, it was, I was doing pretty much exactly what I was doing in Canada, mm-hmm. except I had a view of the beach. 
And that just makes my life a little bit different. And you can experience a completely different environment. So, you know, walking at night in a completely new neighborhood, being able to experience foods that you wouldn't have been able to get access to and interacting with people that you just wouldn't be able to get access to where you usually live to me makes you a better person. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what digital nomadism can afford me is the ability to be able to go wherever I want, whenever I want, which is incredibly exciting. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, I even just like, uh, yeah, kind of like that geographic uh, flexibility. Um, I mean, it's part, I mean, I kind of fell into it on accident because I couldn't hold down a job <laughs> in my right. young 20s. But as I, you know, as the years went on, I was like, you know what, I actually kind of like this. And even if I entertained a job, I was like, no, I actually like working out of my laptop. And, you know, fortunately, I met my husband who's very much like the same way. And he's been doing it in his own way, in his own business prior to us uh, being together. But um, it really is nice to have that flexibility. And, you know, given the landscape of things, um, if, if I, I think it's nice to uh, travel, you know, by choice and by leisure and, you know, just to experience different parts of the world. But I also think that if there is some crazy chance where we have to move, we have the ability, <laughs> you know, to do it. And I think that is really kind of the benefit of, you know, being a digital nomad. Absolutely. The, the, that's another industry that's going to completely explode in probably mm-hmm. this year is mm-hmm. we've also seen the, all of the tech companies have gone remote. Shopify, mm-hmm. Twitter, Google, Salesforce, um, all of these massive, massive tech companies have all gone remote. And they're all in the $100,000 plus salary category. Mm. Well, they're all going to want to start traveling because um, why wouldn't you when you're faced with a $8,000 one bedroom lease in San Francisco, well, $8,000 a month can go a lot further in a place like Chiang Mai or Ubud, Bali or uh, Barcelona. So I think we're going to see a complete transformation of the digital nomad class um, in 2021 and 2022, which is also incredibly exciting and, and really fun for me because those are the people that I love to hang out with in the first place. Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing I find I have found really trendy, at least of uh, summer uh, in 2020, uh, are RVs. Uh, I have a, I have a number of friends I can name them um, where they sold their house and they moved into an RV and they're just traveling. They just move every week or so, like they find an RV park and hang out there and do what they do and then keep traveling. And um, you know, that's kind of a dream that uh, my husband and I have. We've like entertained it by um, renting RVs, <laughs> but you know, I think that's very much very much could be a possibility given the state of things. But we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, it's just not any anytime soon. Um, right. But uh, awesome, Liam. Well, uh, I've really uh, enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, before we go, any final parting piece of advice that you want to share with our small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? I think that remote work isn't just a nice to have. It's a need to have now. And mm-hmm. you need to recognize how to actually execute on building a remote team effectively. It's going to become the way that teams are built in the future. Mm -hmm. So learn as much as you can about the subject, whether Mm -hmm. it's from people like me or anyone else in the space. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to be able to do it now because you're gonna be above, you're gonna be ahead of the curve and it's always a good idea to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to move or keep moving too. (laughs) Um, That's true too. 
Awesome. Liam, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for being an inspiration, I think, to all digital nomads. You've been able to uh, figure that out uh, for the last 15 years. I know you're cooped up right now, but you know, you'll know you be okay. We've counted our blessings. You have a roof over your head. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the moment I get the vaccine, I'm out of here. <laughs> I have not been, uh, I've not been able to get in a plane in uh, nine months and 28 days. Uh, You've been counting. been counting. I love it. Yeah. So it. it's been a, a, a bit of I have been fantasizing about eating at a buffet, flying business class, and going to a movie theater, um, like probably a lot of other people. So if you're in that same boat, go remote, you know, become a digital nomad. You'll probably see me at one of these locations. There you go. Beautifully said. Uh, Well, again, Liam, thank you again so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And to our listeners, this is again, Liam Martin, who is the co-founder and CMO of Running Remote. You can learn more about him and his company at runningremote.com. Also learn about his uh, time tracking tool for teams at timedoctor.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.